When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. Hello. And welcome. <laughs> to another episode of True Crimes. Against Wine. This is a sidebar. It is a sidebar. So we are answering questions from our loyal listeners today. Yes. So today's question comes from Terry. Hi, Terry. And he wants to know, are you born with a good palate or is that something you can train yourself to have? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I will say we have a studio puppy today. Yes. Who's not happy about being in his crate. So if he you hear not. some crying in the background, there is no animal abuse happening. He got a treat. He has a bed. He's got his water. He's just <laughs> feeling very salty. He is. <laughs> He just wants to be a part of yeah. it. Second of all, uh, thank you so much for that question. I think it's kind of a yes and okay. sort of answer. Okay. Definitely there are people who are born with really good senses of smell, mm-hmm. really good palates, you know, or maybe certain people who are sensitive to certain flavors. Sure. I know that my father-in-law, for instance, is extremely sensitive to spice to the point where mm. somebody had put black pepper on some French fries that he ordered recently. And he was like, it's burning my tongue. I can't handle this. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. So, like, some people do have really sensitive palates for things, Mm. but it doesn't necessarily make them good wine tasters. Oh, okay. Everyone, I think, has to go through a certain amount of training to Mm. be able to calibrate Mm -hmm. their palate Mm -hmm. and be able to articulate what it is that they're tasting, look beyond just the obvious of what they're getting in the glass. Okay. I think it's really easy for people to say, oh, yeah, I have a really sensitive palate, Mm. but that doesn't mean that you're able to get past that first layer of flavor in the glass. Okay. Also, I think it's really important to note that tastes like grapes is not something that we say as a descriptor for the flavor of wine. It's not something you say as a descriptor. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually used to taste or taste. I used to teach <laughs> blind tasting classes mm-hmm. for my staff at the restaurant. You were not tasting the people I in was, your classes. That would be inappropriate and a, an HR disaster. Yes. <laughs> um, I was developing my palate in a very, very Hey, baby, let me develop my palate. (laughs) Right. That's a good pickup line. It is, isn't it? It makes you sound sophisticated and also a little bit... Creepy. Cannibalistic. Ooh, I don't know. All right, you can keep it. Is that how Army Hammer... Oh, we're not getting into Army Hammer again. (laughs) Go back and listen to that sidebar. Anyway, I used to teach a blind tasting class Uh in which you would have a glass of wine in front of you. You wouldn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. And you would have to smell, taste, all of that, and tell me what kind of wine it was, where it was from, Mm -hmm. and roughly what vintage, what year it was, which sounds really, really difficult. And it is. But (laughs) there are ways that you can develop your palate in order to be able to really do this detective work that's really fun. And so when it comes to teaching people how to taste wine, one of my favorites wasn't even the blind tasting classes. It was teaching people who were really new to wine, Mm. how to taste it and what they were looking for. Mm. Because I think a lot of people are very intimidated when it comes to trying to get into the glass and figure it out. It it feels like something that's really difficult and fancy and kind of pretentious. Yeah. And it's really not. Mm. It's it's a fun process. Mm. And a lot of it has to do, for me at least, the approach that I take is sensory memory. 
Okay. So there were a lot of times that somebody would be tasting, for instance, let's say a Sauvignon Blanc. Mm -hmm. And they would say, or I would try and get them to talk to me about memories. Mm. What is this evoking you? Close your eyes. What does it make you think of? Mm -hmm. And some people would say something like, oh, it reminds me of going to my grandma's house in the summertime Mm. after my grandfather had cut the grass. Mm. And I would say, well, let's get into that. Why is it that this maybe makes you think of that? Is it because this is a grassier wine that evokes that? Uh It's very crisp and citrusy and tart. Maybe makes you think of the lemonade that you Mm. were drinking on your grandma's front porch as you were smelling that fresh Mm. cut grass and things like that. Hmm. And as you start to train your brain to think through things in that way, you start to go into it. And instead of immediately having that sensory memory, you're able to go straight into the glass and say, oh, this is grassy. This is citrusy and tart. This is the quality of the fruit. Interesting. But I think it's important to have those touchstones because Mm -hmm. it's not intuitive for our brains to go into it and say... This is specifically what I'm tasting. Right. Well, and how many times do you just eat or drink something and you're not consciously think about about the taste of it? it. Yeah. Yeah. Another really fun thing that I would do for beginners that were wanting to really learn to be super tasters with wine is to send them to the farmer's market Mm. and tell them, I want you to go through the produce section and smell all of the herbs, Mm. all of the, the fruits, really get a sense of what these things smell like tactilely. Because it's one thing to say, oh, a Chenin Blanc, really evokes this sort of apple orchard stone fruit kind of thing and to actually smell that in the glass because of the sensory memory that you Mm. have and you know they there's that trite saying that the brain is a muscle Mm -hmm. just like anything but it's true and and you do have muscle memory and so the more that you're exercising those senses Mm -hmm. the more you're able to just instantly recall that's what this is that's cool. Yeah, it's a really fun process. And I think for any of you who are wanting to become better tasters and and all of that with wine, it is fun. You might, you might look a little bit crazy going through the grocery <laughs> store, just smelling things. Yes. But it's not illegal. They can't they kick can't, you out. They can't get you for it. So <laughs> go through and do it. And it really does make a huge, huge difference. Like when's the last time you actually consciously smelled a mushroom? I don't think I have. There you go. There you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So yeah, that would be my advice for people who are trying to really develop your palate. Okay. Is it's an exercise mentally. Mm. It's not about so much your palate. And of course, there are things that you can be doing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's if you're a smoker, you might have more trouble. Sure. But that doesn't mean that you still can't, as a smoker, exercise your your palate. You can and your still brain learn and develop. Yeah, one hundred percent. Anybody can. Anybody can. Cool. Well, Terry, thank you for that question, and you'll yeah, get Terry, some swag. Thanks. Yeah. You could always reach us and ask more mm-hmm. questions at True Crimes Against Wine at Gmail, as well as Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Yeah. Be sure to like and subscribe, and if you feel like it, leave a review for us. That's always helpful. Yes, for sure. And. Until next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye.